John's a stinky cheetah. Hello and welcome to the season finale of Caskheads Season 1. Well, it'd be weird if it was the season finale of Season 2. Hey, we could have Star Wars it and started off on 4. Well, let's not go with what Star Wars did. The plan for this episode is we're going to go back and have an awards ceremony for all the whiskies we've tried in this season. But here we are, the contestants have all been great. But in the immortal words of a movie... There can only be one. Boy, I wonder what movie that is. Jaws. I think it's Jaws. Oh, yeah. Well, you know. The shark shark had a wedding to go to, so. The bit where Jaws pulls out a sword. Mm, Yeah. And then there's that other shark that just has its, like, neck stapled or whatever. And another shark with this, like, awesome peacock outfit kind of thing. Yeah, but he was married to a a Uh, Japanese princess shark. He was a a Scottish Egyptian Spaniard that had been married to a Japanese Egyptian. No, no, it was a Japanese princess, wasn't it? Sorry. Yeah, Japanese oh, princess. Oh, wow, that movie. Jaws, it has so many layers. Yeah, a lot of people think it's about, like, penguins beating their way up the food chain, but really, it's about whatever we just talked about. It's very true. So, episode one, we had Oban 14. Wonderful uh, west coast of Scotland distillery. It's in the Highlands. It has a little bit of peachiness to it. It has a wonderful citrusy side, a little bit of a honeyed note to it. Yeah, it was the first whiskey I ever tried, so it was a very apt one for the first episode. All those months ago. Yeah, Oban. It's weird. Really small distillery uh, owned by Diageo, one of the large ones, and they have some seriously big workhorse kind of distilleries as well. But Oban, because of the situation, like I say, the distillery can't expand. Um, The spirit is also condensed in old-fashioned worm tub style, which allow more impurities to pass through and gives that final spirit that lovely kind of robust character. And it gives unemployed worms a place to work and, you know, come back into society. It's a very, it's a very the worm good rehabilitation. Charity. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, life got tough for the worms a few years back. Mm. It, not a lot of people talk about it because it's not pretty. It's not pretty. They but got you know made what? redundant. You know what, sometimes... They got made worm-dundant. Exactly. They, they were out in the dirt, you know. Some just because just because society doesn't want to talk about that doesn't mean it shouldn't Worms be people talked too. about. Well, <laughs> next episode, Edredor Twelve. Edredor Distillery is located at Pit Lockery in the Highlands. Uh, it's a wonderful, again, wonderful small distillery, and it's owned by the Signatory uh, Independent Bottlers. The distillery recently had to expand to keep up with demand, whilst also maintaining the excellent kind of standards that uh, fans of this whiskey have come to expect. The twelve-year-old is bottled at a higher percentage than the standard ten, as we discussed, and is also unchill filtered, which means that you get a lot more cask influences coming through and natural oils in the final product and I find that it's just a lovely way to try whiskey I wasn't there for that episode yes you were I actually wasn't yes you were um, I, I know which episode you weren't there for I went on the Cascades wiki have you created a Cascades wiki and you're going to like show me that Luke wasn't here you just literally <laughs> it would literally it be like Cas Whisperer Lore episode one <laughs> episode because there's so much um, I'm actually on our Spotify page right now just so I can <laughs> figure out because I will know it from my descriptions a lot more than what you're saying don't forget I did the first few weeks exactly I'm waiting till we get to my descriptions third Ardbeg Ugadale real powerhouse of a whiskey I've decided I'm going to call this a real powerhouse and I promise I will not let bias influence my final opinion it's tough when you do these award ceremonies. Located on the legendary island of Isla, Ardbeg creates some of the great peated whiskies the island is most famous for. Ugadel, which is the one that we reviewed, is a cask strength release in the core range, bottled at 54.2%. The whiskey has been matured in some excellent 
uh, X sherry casks, as well as uh, American oak casks as well. And it, it gives you this wonderful kind of balance to the to the final product. Red Breast 12. Red Breast 12. What Red Breast 12. Now entering Ireland time, I believe that one's called. That's when I took over the titles, episode four. So you were there for that one, at least we know. Yep. <laughs> like I say, I know which ones you weren't yeah, there for. Yeah, now entering Ireland time. Ireland, that's right, we're there now. We hopped on a metaphor- metaphorical plane okay. with our little back. You don't need to read the dream. synopsis again. Red Breast 12 is distilled at the Middleton Distillery in Ireland, uh, which is also the same distillery that does Jameson, as we discussed, which is the, the best-selling Irish whiskey. Red Breast is a single-pot still whiskey, uh, which is a style we discussed is unique to Ireland, where the uh, the distiller combines uh, malted and unmalted barley for making the beer. The whiskey has been matured in ex-sherry casks and has lovely rich notes as well as great spices on the finish. And if you've been listening to any episode, you know sherry is the only thing I can ever pick up. And occasionally a fruit. Okay, guess the name title of episode five. Tullamore Jews. No, episode five. Yeah, but it's it's Tullamore... Are we following him in chronological order still? Yeah, yeah. Uh, It was now entering Ireland time, and then... Yeah, we're on about Tullamore Jew. I want to say... Hmm. Okay, I'll give you a hint. Um, if I, I will give you a bit of the description. More here we discuss Tullamodu, but more importantly, we add some rich and fake lore to the world of whiskey. Is it the Cask Whisperer Cometh? It is the Cask Whisperer Cometh. Episode. I thought that was the next episode. No, that's episode five. Oh, sorry. I thought, yeah, I thought it was the McMurray one that was the Cask Whisperer Cometh. No, Cas- the first Cask Whisperer is episode five. It was it was a rough few early episodes, one to four, without the Cask Whisperer. Yeah, it was we touching. Really, in fact, we nearly got cancelled. Yeah. We, we, we really, had a word um, with the producers and yeah. we pulled it through. The producers are who I talk to in my sleep. <laughs> <laughs> So yes, um, Tullamore Dews, um, or Tullamore D-E-W for being technical because it is the initials, they had a Caribbean rum cask finish, and that is the one that we reviewed, yes, the that ju- one there. The Buffett. Yeah, the, the Buffett one. Ah, I was wondering when we get to Buffett, because I remember that one. Yeah, because I think we even commented that we should have had Now Entering Ireland time and done Tullamore yes, yes. for that one. Yeah, we, com- we completely goofed. Again, that was a producer's kind of issue. Well, you know, I, I just sent it to HR, I was like, it's that problem. Hip Williams, as I know him, HR. <laughs> nice. It's not how you spell his name, but... <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I didn't even, I didn't even realise that. <laughs> wow. Tullamore Dew, rum cask finish. Lovely light blend style from Ireland. This time, however, with an interesting and ultimately, in my opinion, successful twist. The spirit has been finished in ex-Caribbean rum casks. Some people might say Caribbean. They're wrong. Oh, I hate when people say I know, that. right? <laughs> because of the lighter style of the spirit, it really does lend this great kind of tropical note to the, to the final product. And it is excellent for a sunny day such as today. Have some, list some Buffett, you know, while away the hours. Next episode, McMurra, Svence X, which is Trolls, Shares and Secrets or something like that? So close. Uh, go on, have another go. You're so close. You're literally missing one word. Trolls, Shares and Secret Identities? No. Secret handshakes. It's trolls. Secret handshakes. Oh, how could I? Oh, it's embarrassing. And this is the episode where we pronounce ecological. Yeah, I remembered that bit so often because it even gets typed in here. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, so yeah, McMira, the first Swedish distillery and a selection of excellent products to show for their efforts. They really are. Uh, Svensk Ek is the one that we reviewed. It's matured using a greater percentage of Swedish virgin oak, which they make sure they add to every single of their releases to one extent or another. The distillery is very ecologically friendly. Using gravity-fed distillation and responsibly sourcing materials locally where possible. <laughs> gravity-fed. I'm just picturing be like, okay, gravity. I don't know why I imagine gravity is like a really chunky cloud, but that's how I imagine gravity. No, I do too. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly, yeah. Everyone knows that gravity comes clouds. from the floor. From, everyone <laughs> knows gravity comes from the clouds. That's how it works. I would argue clouds are somewhat gravity defined. <laughs> no, because they rain. Rain falls. That's them leaching gravity into the ground. When the oh, ground needs sense. topping up. A raindrop, because it goes from up to down, they are drops of gravity. Yeah, exactly. A That's lot of people all say makes you sense. can't see gravity, but I've seen rain. And they said I wasn't into science. This is the reason I didn't go on to study them in A-levels. <laughs> oh, dear. They also mature their whiskey underground in an ex-mine. Yeah, I remember that which one, Which is where actually. the troll shares come from. Yeah. The, yeah, the, the whiskey Svenska yeah, has great autumnal kind of spice influences for me. Um, and as, as well as the underlying kind of pears and almost a sweet honey-like character that you get from the McMira style uh, of the spirit, um, you'll certainly find that in all of their whiskeys to an extent. I find. But I really do like Svenskek. Real got a soft spot for it. Now we're over to America. Okay. Episode title. Is this one Prohibition? Oh no. More like Oh No Ambition. That's the next one then. That is that is the next one. I'll allow that one. We will not go quietly into the night. No. <laughs> no. Uh, just a minute. Let, let me be serious. Okay, so if it's not Prohibition, more like Oh No Ambition, which is the next one, then it's going to be... Do you want the description? See if that helps. Go ahead. See if I can get it from that. As the famous saying goes, you need corn for corn whiskey, rye for rye whiskey, and bourbon just needs the ingredients it has. So help. No. Oh, no. I can hardly believe it. So close, but hardly isn't it worse? I can hardly believe it. There we go. Yes, the Bob's Burgers burger title. Yes. Oh, how did I forget about I can hardly believe it? But, um, but what's weird is we're actually talking about rye whiskey instead of corn, so I'm not really sure what was going on there with the naming. Rye, rye, Miss American Pie. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we're talking about Sazerac, which is a great rye whiskey. It's a lovely old-fashioned style. Now, one of the things that I absolutely love about, um, well, rye whiskey in general, um, but particularly with Sazerac, is you have this lovely kind of autumnal spice that you come to expect from the style, um, but you also get, with the, with Sazerac, it's a really nice kind of mellow side to it as well, and, and it's, it's a lovely whiskey to just sit down and relax and enjoy. Um, but that moves us on to Blanton's. Blanton's. Blanton's, developed by Colonel Blanton. All of Blanton's is matured in a single warehouse, which uh, Colonel Blanton had constructed himself. Do you remember that? To this day, it's always matured in one warehouse, always bottled from a single barrel. It was the first single barrel whiskey on the market, and that's why he's a hero of single barrels. Um, Blanton's, wonderful example of great bourbon. It's got sweetness, it's got citrusiness, it's got spice, and it always leaves you wondering why the glass went down so quick. Right, now we're into India. Paul John, Peter Slay, cask and if i'm i'm gonna go with oh dear now i'll give you a hint i think this is a pun off the whiskey we reviewed judging by the title so what paul john whiskey did we review 
Petered Select Cask. But what was it called? It's called Petered Select Cask. No, and that's not it. There's the some... Bold, the Brilliant and the Edited. Yep, there Because we go. it's the core range. That's right. It's nothing to do with the whiskey that we reviewed. <laughs> there's, a, there's a continuation. Oh, dear. There's quite a notable theme from me taking over and the titles not actually being about what they should be about. Why did I listen to you? It's the Bold, the Brilliant and the Edited. Yep. Of course. Yes. We're in India for this one. Paul John Distillery. It's located in Goa. The unique climate that it has has a wonderful influence on the maturation of the whiskey. Because if you remember, they have an underground distillery. Underground distillery. They have an underground warehouse and an above ground warehouse. And they combine the two together. And you get all these different flavours coming through from the different aspects of uh, the climate's influence. Now, this one is petered. As I said, it's the select cask. It's not part of the core range. It's, it's kind of the step up from those. The core range being bold, brilliant, and edited, funnily enough. Mm, the, uh, the ones that I talk about as opposed to the ones. <laughs> but back to you the whiskey. Review. <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, like I say, it's petered. They use a combination of Highland and Isla peat for this release. Uh, and it's a great uh, cask strength example of a whiskey. And for peat lovers who want to try something different, I thoroughly recommend it. Having said that, I do actually recommend the rest of the range as a great variety of flavors to try so for anyone married to pete out there oh pete gets around whiskey pete yeah we've i've talked to pete about that but you know pete pete's living his life pete be pete 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 do be pete i'd beg we beastie which is the first episode you were not there for because papa was there oh okay and oh, i yes. believe it's something borrowed something blue so, oh no sorry something borrowed something new something old and then dot 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 because it starts off with i'm not blue us. You were like actually that. incredibly close. It's something like that though, isn't it? It's something old, something it's new. It's something old, something new, dot dot dot, something bottled, oh, but something, I'm not blue. Right. Yes. But that one does stick in my head because um it's it's witty. For a special guest, our dad. Was I really busy with work? Yes, you were. Yeah. Well that's what we told everyone in reality. You were just like, ugh. No, I think I was really busy with the work. memes. I'm crushed under a metaphorical pile of memes that I can't get out from underneath. That's just daily life, baby. <laughs> Ardbeg, as I discussed with Ugadel, we already know about the distillery. Although I think in this episode is one that we actually talk about Ardbeg. Isn't this the one when Dad was like, the entire episode was like, oh, I don't this drink is... whiskey, but this is quite nice. <laughs> yeah. I don't drink this whiskey. This is the one but... that, although it didn't make it into the cup, me and Dad ended up like trying 10 plus whiskeys because I ended up explaining to him how whiskey works. So we had a really cool day. You and Dad <laughs> yeah. bond very differently to the way Dad and I bond. We Beastie, uh, it w at the time it was a brand new release to the range and it is now part of the range as well, I might add. I wanted to try it, I won't lie, and I felt it needed an honest review. Yes, it's a five-year-old whiskey. Yes, it's a little eager to make itself known. I've decided is how I'm going to describe its presence. Like all five-year-olds. <laughs> No, in all seriousness, if you add a little drop of water to Wee Beastie and just give it some time, uh, you actually find it is a great example of how younger whiskies can actually be done really well. So that was Ardbeg Wee Beastie. Next up is Nika Coffee Grain. Go on. Ooh. We're on episode 11. I know. The place, Japan. The year varies. The plot thickens like a fine custard. These pies have fingers. These because I think I, I think we're on about how he, he had his fingers in a lot of pies and we got distracted. Yeah, that wasn't actually a good title. Looking back, it's no bold, brilliant, and the edited. Let's just put it that way. Somebody had an off day, and it wasn't me. Prohibition or Nobition is one of my favourite ones. The cast which cometh like has such an ominous <laughs> and sets the tone for the rest it's, of the yeah. series. <laughs> Although I do like now entering island time. Now entering island time is really good. Anyway. 
Nika Coffee Grain. Nika, the Nika Company was founded by Masataka Takatsuru, who we talked about. The Nika Company is located in Japan and was founded by the by Masataka Takatsuru. Um, and we found out about his journey to Scotland to study distilling, how he met and fell in love with his future wife, Rita, and his subsequent dedication to developing his knowledge in the building of the two distilleries known as uh, Yoichi and Mayagaikyo. Nika coffee grain is distilled on a coffee still, which was shipped to, over to Japan from Glasgow. Uh, and the spirit has this wonderful sweetness to it, as well as these great kind of fruity flavours you get. Uh, and it has absolutely nothing to do with the drink coffee. Can't stress that enough. As you've told me every time and every time I hear it whilst I'm half paying attention, I'm like, oh, yeah, I could go for some coffee. Tomatin 14. Go on. Ooh, dear. Um, okay, I'll give you a It's a Halloween episode. I was about to say, well, it's seasonally appropriate, but I know which one that is. Um, we make a lot of goofs about some spooky things. Oh, uh, we're, we're on about the ghost of uh, Cass Pasts. No, I, I'm sorry. I genuinely am drawing a complete blank. Episode 12. High spirits. High spirits, of course. Tomatin Distillery. Hill of the Juniper, some say. The haunting grounds of the last wolf of Scotland, say others. No matter the opinions, it's the distillery's motto, the softer side of the highlands, which is the most apt one, in my opinion. Lovely, gentle uh, spirit. Highly sought after in blends for its quality. But I have to say, as a single malt, it is wonderful. And you're truly spoiled for choice when it comes to tomatin. Uh, the core range is, is spectacular, let alone the special releases. However, it's the 14-year-old that we review. It's matured in ex-American oak casks before being finished uh, in, for the final two or three years in ex-tawny port pipes, which have held port for about 30 years beforehand. I don't really remember Bal Blair. Bal Blair, 12-year-old G&M Discovery. Uh, it all started in a grocery store, is what I'm going with the title of that episode. Oh, now here's the thing. Now I do remember. Yep, it all started in a grocery store. Gordon and McPhail. Yep, it's Gordon McPhail. Two groceries went on an epic quest, yeah. Gordon McPhail's is a great family business run by the Urquarts. They have a long and successful relationship with many of the great distilleries of Scotland to this day. The Discovery range is designed to highlight and introduce people to the three core influences of Scotch whiskey styles. You have American oak cast matured, sherry oak cast matured, and peated whiskey. Bar Blair falls into the first category. It's American oak cast matured. And its flavours are reminiscent of vanilla, pears, uh, lemons, and it has a lovely sweetness from the spirit style as well. On to Dalmore next. Uh, I think this one is the Golden Triangle. No, I did show you my phone. I'm worried you're cheating. No, because we're on about the Golden Trial of Jerez. And, uh, tr the Golden Triangle uh, is, is uh, to do with cherry. And I'm pretty sure that we brought it up with her when we're talking about the Jerez Bodega. Dalmore Distillery is located up in the Black Isles, uh, way up in the Highlands. It's above Inverness. It's pretty far up there. Uh, the distillery has a long history of excellent cask management and selection. And with uh, Richard Patterson behind the flavour profile, the company releases some wonderful expressions. Not to mention the iconic stag design of the emblem that you have on the bottles and Ooh. the packaging, uh, which represents the emblem of the McKinsey clan who once owned the distillery. I know which one we're talking about now. You know what? That deer is generally so iconic that I remember it. Well done, marketing team. Dalmore 15 is the whiskey that we reviewed. It's uh, it's a wonderful sherry cask matured whiskey using casks the company get exclusively from Gonzalez Baez Bodega in Jerez, which is where we get the Golden Triangle from. Anyone who has a name of Gonzalez is immediately one of my top 10 favorite people. Next episode, we actually reviewed two spirits. We reviewed White Peak's Prologue release, which is not yet old enough to be called a whiskey. Mm -hmm. And then we reviewed uh, Norfolk whiskey's uh, molten rye and is this though dear similar to shakespeare's taming of the shrew this episode is this the shaving of the cast nobleman 
The Shaving of the Cask, yeah. I wasn't sure if it was this one or the Glendalock one. White Peak Distillery's prologue release. One of these things is not like the other. It's not a whiskey, I won't lie. I know it wasn't at the time, it isn't now, funnily enough. However, the distillery will be releasing their first whiskey this October, and it really is interesting to try these younger spirits sometimes. Also, to get to know the distillery. They are producing wonderful spirits, and like I say, the whiskey is going to be well worth a try. I hope. I would be very surprised if it isn't, to be honest. Uh, the second whiskey that we reviewed was St. George's Distillery's Molten Rye. The English Whiskey Company in Norfolk have a great range available, predominantly comprised of single malts. However, they also release uh, some great grain whiskies as well. This is an excellent example of their products. Created using both malted barley and rye, the whiskey offers a balanced between wonderful spices as well as more fruity flavours as well. Ooh. Next was Glendronach 15. Which Go on. I think might be the werewolves is seasonally appropriate, right? Because is this the Christmas one that we reviewed? It is. Werewolves, dinosaurs, time travel, all this and more in this episode of Cascade. Because this is the one where it was me, you and dad. There was an episode where it was you, dad and I? Yeah, we did. We, the three of us crowded around one microphone. Yeah, it's coming by our usual crowd along with our father. Another excellent example. In fact, I've said excellent a couple of times. So I'm going to say Glendronach is a wonderful example of sherry cask matured whiskey from the Highlands of Scotland, founded by a man named James Allardyce in 1826. Oh, it's the episode where Allardyce, yeah. all episode. <laughs> the 15-year-old uh, is called Revival, and this is a reference to the original 15, which was so popular they sold out of all their stock, basically. Well, it's if you're going to sell that, you might as well sell out of all of it. Am I right? It's matured in combination of ex Oloroso and Pedro Jimenez Sherry Cast, so you get this luxuriously kind of rich whiskey with a balanced brown sugary sweetness to it as well. Oh. Next up, Glendalock Pot Still. Oh, it's about St. Kevin. Yeah. He stood in the... What? Stood in the lake so long that a bird landed on him and filled, like, his f boots with poop. No, <laughs> you were so close. <laughs> It got struck by lightning, right? But I can't think what this one's called. What is it? Become one with the wild. Become one with the wild, yeah. St. Kevin, what you're trying to remember is he stood in a lake um, for meditation purposes and not just to pee, apparently. And he became a tree. No, a bird landed on him and felt so comfortable with him that it created a nest. And when they left eggs and flew away, St. Kevin felt that it was his duty to stay still so that the nest would be protected and the birds hatched and flew away. But we decided, because he looked so buff in his picture, he could punch you in any fight. And if you go onto their website, you will see an absolutely awesome kind of like... weirdly buff picture. I'm pretty sure there is light. Behind yeah, him. I was going to say, you see this absolutely awesome picture where you see yeah. lightning behind him, and yeah, it looks like it's out of some kind of comic book, but it looks amazing. Now, here is a philosophy question. If a bird normally lays its eggs in a tree, and someone is so still that the bird then thinks it's a tree, is that person then not a tree? No. It's still a person. He's not made out of wood. But what I'm saying... Well, Pinocchio, Pinocchio was made know, out of wood, know, it was made wasn't a tree. Exactly. We also have to get to the seriousness of this just a minute because I want to get this through before okay, you start I'm going, going back to, I'm going you can, back to you philosophy can come back to it, but this. let me just get this let me get this done it's a, a single barrel whiskey it has on the label you will see not only the barrel the bottle number but also the tree number which was 13 aka Gladys as we decided on and most importantly, the bottle number is 420. Nice. Genuinely is. I saw that the other day and laughed. Yeah, it's uh, matured in Wicklow Oak and lends an excellent kind of spicy note uh, and reminiscent of woodwork shops in, for influence. And by that, I mean sawdust and not varnish. Okay, so if a bird lays its eggs in trees, that's a tree, right? It's laid its eggs in. Yeah, but a bird could also lay its eggs on, a, on like a gutter. The gutter doesn't become a tree just because it laid its eggs in the gutter. Irrelevant. We're back in old timely times. Gutters didn't exist by okay, then. Okay, what about like, around? What about like People cliff just faces? just lived in the like, grass. Where gulls like nest on cliff. If, I forgot about cliffs. 
Oban Bay Reserve, the Game of Thrones release. Go which... on. Oh, is this snake venom? One part snake venom? One part snake venom. Oban again, but this time it's a special release for the Game of Thrones partnership. Regardless of how you feel about the show, the resulting whiskey releases were great to try. Uh, and with this one being from Oban, I had to try it, I won't lie. It was a lovely different version of Oban, completely different to things like the Distillers Edition and Oban 14 and the Bay Reserve. I thought it was a great one to try because I love variety to my whiskey. Antiquary 12. Envision a Star Wipe? Envision a Star Wipe, yep. Yeah, I knew that one was coming up. Yeah, Antiquary 12 is a lovely blend created by Tomatin and it's named after a novel. This is when they trained parrots. To advertise whiskey. It's a, it's a great example of why blends don't have to be bland. And if you want something lighter and easy to sip on a summer's afternoon, then reach for the cool-shaped bottle and pour a glass. Glenallachie, more like Glenallachish, am I right? It's episode hashtag 20, baby. <laughs> Glenallachie 12. Billy Walker's latest distillery does not disappoint. And the 12-year-old is a great example of just what you can do with a high-quality spirit and superb cask management. Glenallachie 12 has a wonderful light spirit. Plenty of flavour offered, and it holds its own in my book. It really does. Now we're on to the penultimate episode, which I just know is three because it's so memorable. Kilker and Triple Distilled. Campbelltown, we finally got to you, and Glengyle Distillery was well worth a mention. Although, I will say this now. In season two, we are going to have to talk about the other two distilleries in, in that region because they each deserve their own attention. It's owned by Headley Wright, which is the owner of Springbank. Sorry, this is a relatively new distillery, but it has plenty of old school knowledge behind it. Uh, and the whiskies released are spectacular expressions relatively overlooked at the moment, although I can't imagine it staying this way for too long. The triple distilled were very light, if you remember, lovely sweetness to it, almost a florally side. Yeah, I, 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 I was like, pleasantly you need to do a lot of reps picking this up. The award ceremony. John Stinky Cheetah Still. We shall start with your awards. How would you like to handle your awards for this year? Okay, I'm going to do it by episode title. It's supposed to be the whiskies that we're giving awards to, not your own writing. <laughs> you can't give yourself awards, I'm sorry. Fine, 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 fine. Number one, Glendalough Pot Skit Still. Glendalough. Glendalough. Glendalough Pot Still. Why? 420, hashtag blaze it. Number two, Nika Coffee Grain, because I really like the backstory. Nika, not Nika. The... Oh, sorry. <laughs> Nika coffee grain because i really like the romance backstory that was that was nice that was wholesome uh, that was like a nice i'm not really a big rom-com fan but you know what i watched that one again Ooh, number three antiquary really cool bottle okay is it in that order as well i should probably say yeah yeah, yeah. okay so first place got glendalough pot still got then we got first ne place then we got nika took the second then we got antiquary in a photo finish we had antiquary 12 tied with four tied with fourth is buffett bottle Dalmore for the branding <laughs> and kill Karen because it didn't smell disgusting. Last place is the one that made me think I was in the war from 1912. Don't remember which one that was. Okay. I tried to limit it to gold. <laughs> cask whisper <laughs> The cask whisper secret seal? Is That's that, the final award ceremony. Are you making a cask whisper D&D adventure? Oh my god. Can you imagine Just a cask whisper D&D adventure? How... Oh... 
Can we just get this over and done with and then you can I go off on I'm that? I'm in a different universe already. I tried to do first, second, third place. I couldn't. I'm sorry. I There was too many great ones. So I do have a complete cop-out approach. Gold medals. you got Tomatin 14. Oh, I had to. I'm sorry. Arbeg Ugadel as well. But Blanton's Single Barrel was my third edition, which is uh, Blantabulous, I believe we actually described it as. Can we describe it as Blantabulous? <laughs> yeah. Uh, silver medals. Glenallachie 12. Paul John Peter Select and Glendalock Pot still. So... This is impressive. Oh, nice, nice, nice. And then we get to bronze, which is, again, a complete cop-out because I literally give bronze to the rest of them because oh there's nothing God. we looked, we, there's nothing we talked about that doesn't deserve a place here. It you really were, is. You were, you're like, and you get a participation. Yeah, I know, right? And you, at least I judge mine in fairness. No, honestly, I, I have looked back at each of these and there's no one that stands above the others. And then... For our super secret final <gasps> award, the Cask Whisperer's Secret Seal is a special award given to the whiskey that genuinely surprised me the most this year, and it goes to the Tullamore DEW, or Tullamore Dew, Caribbean Rum Cask Finish. That's right. It's got the Cask Whisperer's Seal of Approval. Oh my gosh, I would be so proud of that. Now, of course, distilleries, I will send these awards out to you, whether you're expecting them or not. Expect them in the post sometime between now and when I finally remember to do <laughs> Just it. Just everyone gets a really, like, normal letter, and then there's a really ominous one for Tullamore too, because <laughs> the Cask like, like, it's oh, somehow got yeah. dry ice in it. And now, and now, for the finale. Your cheetah section. Instead oh, no, of, sorry, the tasting section. I completely forgot. Instead of 20 questions, it's 20 questions as to why you're a stinky, dirty cheetah. So, so earlier on, I don't know if you paid attention, but... Uh, uh, Jordan the Stinky Dirty. I poured a whiskey for Jordan. He wasn't in the room. He didn't know which one it was. And then I came in a bit later to record this episode. He's there, like, opening all the balls, sniffing them, comparing them, and all that stuff, being a being a, a bad sport. A wise man once told me that he was told by a wise man that when you can, cheat. Yeah, full disclosure, uh, instead of... Like, I don't mean in a nasty way, you're always kind of going into this episode blind, effectively, aren't you? I always plan ahead of what's going to happen. Yeah, I do like so to I, wear a blindfold. I thought it'd be fun if, for this whiskey, because there's no way I'd be trying just one whiskey when we've just gone through the whole award ceremony. So I let you... I gave you pretty much free roam of anything that's open with the exception of two bottles and and i poured those two together you never said i couldn't mix i was about to say i suddenly realized i never gave you that rule did you actually blend you'll never know <laughs> twist now it's it is a very light whiskey i'll say that first of all that was the first thing that struck me is very very light which instantly narrowed it down for me because i am a sucker for sherry casks on the nose now this is what really got me it's very sweet and i thought for i was convinced for a very long time you'd gone with mcmurrah uh, the swedish whiskey company so anything that has mcmurrah on the label funnily enough and i'm still not 100 sure it's not a mcmurrah because it has this lo lovely sweetness i don't know i don't know the name of what i picked i picked it entirely on an arbitrary fact and that's what worries me because i have a sneaky suspicion you went for king of trees don't know which one that is you'll have to find the bottle and show me whiskey works king of trees that one ah but i don't know because like the, most of my whiskies are either peated or heavily cherry cast so the fact that you've gone for this one is really funny I'll give you a hint I was in here looking at your whiskies for approximately 30 seconds another 30 was opening and pouring the whiskey without spilling it so I didn't spend a lot of time thinking about it I went with my gut I found an arbitrary I'll tell you what this I did pick up one whiskey and put it back and then choose this one because I worked with this one first and I was like, oh, maybe that one. But then I went back to my original instinct of what might, what cop, think like me. What If you were stood here, what would catch your eye so instinctively based on maybe a goof or an image or just 
I don't know. It called to me in a certain way. See, I want to say Jorah Superstition just for you because of the ank. But this doesn't smell like Jorah Superstition. No, give it a taste. Give it a taste. Tasting it, I have to say King of Trees. Show me the King of Trees one. It's that little bottle there. Nope. What was it? You get two guesses. I get two guesses. I'm not giving you any more hints. You can either give it another taste or I will let you try and think about how I would pick a bottle again. You've gone with the taste. You cannot use your brain for the rest of the episode. <laughs> That's the penalty. I did smell it before I poured. Didn't make me want to die. It's nice. I'm glad. I'm glad I have it. Like, I'll have to rediscover. This okay. One. Do you want me to give you another hint? But for that hint, you sacrifice your pinky finger. <laughs> Thanks. I didn't realize I was in the suffering games here. Yeah. When I the arbitrary fact that I picked was because it reminded me of our D and D game. Which one? The current one. The, um... We have a few. That's right. It made me think immediately of the It's Not Word movement. The Glendale Potts tale? No. Why would that? Why? Because, sorry, because you, you were, like, having a, an uber comment about how it's, like, an oak thing. This, like, oh, okay, an oak tree. okay, I'll allow that. That was the logic of no, that. No, it, it's more obvious. There's quite the a same lot logic. of... There's, I'll allow it, I'll allow it. There's the, quite a lot of wood motifs. The wood makes the whiskey. <laughs> yes. The Strath Mill. Yes. I'd forgotten I even had Strathmill. Yeah, you can't get this anymore. Oops. No, 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 it's cool. You can't get this. This is an old uh, Gordon McPhail's release. And yeah, I forgot I had this. Thank you. Well done. This yeah. is a lovely summer whiskey. Well chosen. That one made We'll make a the... whiskey fan out of you yet. No, we won't. That's right. I'm now officially the highest member of the Whiskey Society. I shall take my cape and sash. I'd like a top hat and a monocle too, but I don't want to look too much like a dastardly villain. I'll get in touch with the Scotch Malt Whiskey Society, by the way, which is an actual thing. Well, this has been Cascad. Thank you for listening. It's been the season one finale. Finale, yay. Bringing it back full circle. Now you don't know if I'm at the start or at the end. Well, we're at the end, as it turns out. So. If you liked what you heard, please rate, review, and subscribe on whichever podcasting platform you use. It really does help us, and more importantly, it may lead others to listening and discovering this show. We're on Spotify. Apparently, that's a thing that my friend told me, and now I found us on Spotify. I think we've always been on Spotify, though. You can also visit our website or send us an email if you have any questions. The links are within the description below. You can also visit the Wee Jam Whiskey Shop in Bakel, which is easier to visit now that the government has decided to relax the guidelines, I might but add. But only visit if it's safe and you're not at risk and you're wearing proper protection and sanitizing. Precisely. Uh, they have an excellent range of whiskies available, as well as some great advice, um, and they're wonderful people as well. You can also visit their website, wejam.co.uk, uh, and you can order from there. Wow. So as always, we'll leave you with this one editing goof. And remember, you need wood for whiskey. <laughs> that was never the saying. <laughs> Podcast for whiskey about whiskey. We scrapped that saying. <laughs> I'm bringing it back. Season two, baby. Episode Season two, episode one. You need wood for whiskey. <laughs> well, we'll see you in the thrilling excitement, the thrilling continuation of... Cascade. You were a little. You were you you didn't sink in on the right notes, to be honest. You were like all soprano, and I was all. Well, you can't spell soprano. That's super. <laughs>